Welcome back to the AOT Chronicles of Attack on Titan podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Ronnie. I'm Chad. And you didn't seem like you were ready there. You good? Yeah, I'm Chad. It's just like you weren't expecting me to throw it to you there, even though that's how we've done it the past 70 episodes. Well, 66. Well, yeah. No, 68. Sorry. Well, we had previews, and we've had 69. other episodes. This is 69. And we had one. Holy we cow. About. This is the 69th episode of this podcast. And with that being said, ladies and gentlemen, this will be the last episode we ever put out. Nice. So thanks for everything that you've done Thank for you guys. us. Thank you, guys. But we will... This is... This will be a, it. This will be a total of 420 minutes. No, we like you guys too much. And today we are here to cover Attack on Titan, Season 4, Episode 8, Episode 67, Assassin's Bullet. Assassin. What was that? Assassin. Assassin's Bullets. What would you think you of this episode, Chaz? It was good. I thought we would get a little bit more of some other things. We'll get into that. Um, but yeah, man, you know, just... Kind of gut wrenching. Yep. Um, yeah, I felt like we were right about some of our predictions, wrong about some. Uh, like you said, it wasn't as intense of an episode as I thought maybe we were going to get, but that's okay. Yeah. You know. And I got a big question for you, so just remember that, Chad. Big question for Ronnie. Well, did you put it in your notes? It's in my notes, and just remember that. Okay, I'll be ready for the question. But no, I, you know, I didn't expect Reiner vs. Aaron 3.0 to be much of a fight, but I also didn't expect it to go down the way that it did. And then still, man, this Zeke guy, we, what is going on with this guy? <laughs> but let's not get ahead of ourselves. Let's go ahead and get on into this thing. Mad Lad versus Sad Lad round three, baby. We, we open up on it. Mad Lad versus this Sad This is going to be a good one. The showdown everyone has been waiting for. Grab your seats. It's going to be a long one. Gabby's certainly hyped. She's she couldn't even get bleacher seats. She's in an apartment building uh, a couple couple streets down just looking and listening to the crowd and the lights. So Aaron charges towards Reiner, Porco still in hand. I mean, this is basically the equivalent of pimping a home run and then carrying the bat around the bases with you. <laughs> yeah. Uh, he could have let go of him. He wasn't going anywhere. He didn't have any arms, any legs. He's just going <laughs> to... The disrespect is unbelievable right here. And Aaron decks Reiner, sends him back... I guess somewhere in the process, Reiner managed to grab hold of Porco by the mane. Kind of kinky. Although, I guess he yeah. had to grab him by the mane because what else was he going to grab onto? And let's just say Reiner's face right here is... It was beautiful. Right before he just got decked. Mm-hmm. Beautiful Titan face. Almost human-esque. He does. Um, it's the first Titan that could potentially start a modeling career, I think. Yes, and what I do love about this scene right here is Big Bro Reiner is back. He has now fully returned the favor from Marcel and just saved Porco. Ba- or, yeah, little brother Porco Yeah, from right. Adam Yega. It costs a little bit of money, but Reiner, he went for it. He got the plastic surgery done, and now he's on the cover of TQ Magazine. Get it, Titan, Q, Q, GQ, TQ, you oh, see what I did there? Killing it. That was great. Um, now, on the flip side of the coin, we have Aaron's Titan, which is still scary as hell. Yeah. The, you notice, like, I think we've mentioned this before, but no more green eyes, right? Yeah, I think I called you out on that at one point. You, I, you I said that they were blue, and you went, oh, well, well, actually, they're green. And, yeah, well, yeah, um, they're more green. Stay, and I blue. said, I said, well, you know. 
they were blue in this episode that I watched. You know, I don't. Yeah, that's weird. Let's go back to season one when we even mentioned that they were 100% green, and you asked me that question in episode 20. But anyways, right here, Aaron's Titan. Mm-hmm. His white-eyed Titan, for some reason, the no green eyes just makes this Titan even creepier. Like, this thing is scary as hell. Yeah, it it's horrifying. Yeah. I love the design of it. Every time uh, I yeah. see it, I'm like, dang, this thing is... To me, it looks way better than his original Titan, but I do love how it shows Reiner is becoming more human in Titan form, and Aaron is becoming way more Titan in yep. Titan form. Yep. So Aaron exit out of this thing. He just takes the... Uh takes the elevator to the penthouse comes out and of course Mikasa has to zip up check on him and she has an interesting analysis of the fight she says Eren and Eren says he thinks the fight's over and that we're out of strength he says at this point I can't exactly kill Reiner who we see is missing his entire bottom jaw and Mikasa takes that as an acceptable answer and says alright let's go home and by hey, God, that's what they do. Mikasa, anything Aaron says, she's just going to roll with it. I've got a hot take here. Aaron, to me, it's not exactly that he couldn't have killed Reiner right here. He has plans for Reiner in the future, and he does not want to kill Reiner is how I took that. So then what about Porco? He just uh, lets him take yeah, Porco. And uh, as we can see, even though Porco is kind of stupid, he's brutal so he is but i think his whole goal this entire you know this entire mission he wanted the warhammer titan he was about to have the jaw too but at the same time he's like fuck it i don't even need the jaw i've got warhammer and we've got another mystery man up on the zeppelin so mission accomplished and i but i do think paths or something i'm gonna go back to this whole paths thing how about this paths paths okay aaron has used paths somehow he has entered the paths memory portal and he saw reiner and he's like i can't kill reiner he's logged on to www.titanpaths.net like, they couldn't uh, get dot com it was t- it's like taken. icloud it's like ipath he's oh, logged on to the ipath yeah icloud is dangerous um but is that how you kind of took it though because well, i'm always taking nudes and what huh huh you were talking what i was talking about the show what were you just talking about i I thought we were having a little rant on iCloud, and I was just, you know, I was just saying, get out of there, get, get out, out of iCloud, get, okay. get out of my business, you know. Good God, I hope Turn nobody sees those nudes. iCloud off. Uh, but no, I got to be honest. I wish they would have done a little bit more storytelling here. Like, if they had made this thing where they showed how the Marlene soldiers were, uh, what just did you just kiss your pop filter huh? there? What was that? It's. <laughs> I was making a point, and I saw you tilt your head and give your pop filter a little smooch. Are you smelling it? I'm not smelling. No. <laughs> Have you ever just had the urge? You know, when like a microphone, it doesn't. Not that it looks tasty, but you kind of just want to feel up on it. It looks so not velcroy, but you know what I mean. Are you telling me you just wanted to rub your face against the mesh yes. in the middle of my very important point? <laughs> you didn't have to look at me while I was doing it. Well, if you had done it like somewhat subtly, I wouldn't have said anything. But instead, you like turned your head as if you were getting ready to make out with it, and then put your lips right on it, and then it looked like you smelled it. So, if I, if you don't mind, I'd like to get back to this point I was making. Okay, make your point. This professional analysis of this show. Uh, 
No, I wish they would have shown maybe like the soldiers getting like in closing in on all, all of our scouts and how things were getting dangerous. Because to me, if you don't kill Reiner here, like maybe Zeke said, "Hey, we need don't kill Reiner." But well, like, do, you, do you think the story- fact that Porco has no arms, no legs, even if Aaron was tired as shit? Send me and two other scouts. They yeah. could kill. Like they could take Porco away. I just don't understand it. That's why I think this was intentional story writing. As in, they're trying to intentionally tell us that Aaron wants them to live for some reason. I don't know why. Yeah, but. we need some explanation of the paths, and maybe they can tell me a reason why I'm cool with that. But at this point, I gotta admit I was a little disappointed. Yeah. It's just his eye path memory is full, so. <laughs> Well, just what we've seen from Aaron these last two episodes, and then all of a sudden he gets out. He's like, yeah, I think we're done here. And Mikasa's just like, all right, let's go home. And that's what they do. So the scouts zip up to the Zeppelin. It's called a Zeppelin, by the way. And Jean tells them to protect the airship from below. Our guy Jean calling the shots. Love it. Leader. He's a leader. And Porky, he sees all this going down. He relaxes because he thinks they are momentarily safe. But Gabby is a little fireball right now, and she runs out after the ship. And uh, Chaz, I don't know if you noticed or not, but she makes the loudest footsteps I've ever heard. She does. She is not. This is just terrible running form. You cannot plant your heels into the ground like this. You're not supposed to do that. You're supposed to roll your feet as Mm -hmm. you run. She is going to have terrible uh, planner's fasciitis. Somehow, like, she's running in, like, a concrete path. It sounds like... I'm uh, b- the bottom apartment, and she's banging on her hardwood floors up below, yeah. above. It's- it does. And as someone who just, you know, runs, I run like 10 miles a day pretty right. much. You run like a gazelle, yeah. I do, yeah. And I don't, when's the last time you ran? 2014? 2013? Uh, 2014, give me a break. I'd say 2012. Okay. Um, that was before the uh, but blow, people, the blow up. But people... <laughs> People say that I'm really light on my feet, so... Okay. Yeah, that was before the big uh, blow-up of 2014. It's kind of mean that you call it that, but that's all right. So... So, yes. Other people, it's a glow-up. Yours is just a (laughs) blow-up. I could lose these extra 200 pounds whenever I want to, okay? So, we get to the opening credits, and Mikasa... We come back. Mikasa's holding... Aaron to zip up to the side of the Zeppelin where the door slides open and it's Mr. Armin Arlert who meets eyes with Aaron and offers a hand up. After some momentary intense staring, Aaron takes his hand and gets up onto the side of the ship. Do you have any thoughts on this? I was going to say this actually made me a little emotional. Um, Knowing that Aaron kind of did this on his own, like Armin just seems so disappointed and that's one person you don't want to have disappointed in you because he's such a good guy. Such a good guy that at the end of the day, he still he offers that hand up. And Even though he just nuked uh, some civilians and stuff, but it's okay. Is that how you read like the kind of awkward staring, just like Aaron wasn't sure if Armin was going to accept him back in, but yep. at the end of the day, it's good old Armin. It's good old Armin, to. but Aaron definitely knows he's dis- Armin is disappointed in him, for sure. So Armin pulls him in, and apparently Aaron is so tired that he can't even crawl further than 
with like his legs are still dangling out of this thing. That's where he's gonna stand because he. He's... So going back to him saying that about Reiner and Porco, I guess he was out of strength because he's what transformed three times. He's right. like just tired as hell. Yeah, I mean, that that is my thing. I totally get that he's tired. They've done enough on screen to show me that this guy would be wiped out. But Reiner's clearly very tired too. We've got a bunch of scouts. Get Porco. Oh, yeah. Reiner has been tired for four seasons now. <laughs> so Levi strolls up and calls, uh, says to Aaron, Damn, you're a filthy sight. You fall in a pile of shit. Get a haircut, you stinky hobo. I, I love this. I miss this type of Levi. Well, and then how do you feel about this type of Levi? He then kicks Aaron all the way across the Zeppelin. From beautiful. one side to another. Fucking beautiful. He didn't even have the correct angle to do this, and yet he still did it somehow. God, I miss that sassy-ass leg kick that he did in like episode 15 of season one. And you know what I'm loving? I don't know how many times we can talk about it, but the fact that Levi's still wearing this green cloak yep. slash cape, whatever you want to call it. And he keeps sniffing it. It's actually Irwin's. He just keeps sniffing it. No, you're the only one around here sniffing things. Stop doing that. Okay. So Levi tells him that he has a kickable face and that once he's tied up, they have to have a little chat. Aaron says fine, but also claims that he explained everything in the letters and then gets his own little dig in by asking Levi if he did not understand them. Do you think Aaron's letters was just like, uh, hey, January 17th, um, the festival, help me. Do you think that's all he said? (laughs) And he's like, look, I explained everything. I told you, like, what else did you want? I told you there was a festival. I told you help. Yeah. And I don't know what else you want from me. I don't know what Aaron could have put in, and obviously whatever he did put in was not an acceptable answer to pretty much anybody on these scouts. Yeah, I'm sure no matter what he said to make up for what he did, him leaving on his own without telling him is not – it's just going to piss everyone off. No one's going to accept anything. So Levi's still not done roasting Aaron, and he tells him that his face reminds him of the rotten shits who lived underground. Hey, is Aaron a septic tank? <laughs> but I Dude, do. I you do, ever thought about septic tanks? How oh, gross they really are. They are gross. Just think oh, they're gross. I mean, could you imagine if? Have you ever seen that video of the guy swimming in the septic tank? No. It's thank goodness horrifying. Um, all right, moving on. But I like this next line from Levi because he goes on to say that he never thought he would see this look on Aaron. So as let, much shit as Levi's given Aaron over the years, he's like he's disappointed because he never thought – he knew Aaron was a brat and kind of stupid, but he never thought he'd sink down to this where he puts – Well, Aaron's eyes look – it almost looks to me like he wants to – fucking knock levi out right there did you kind of take that too or what Uh, aaron's just a mopey son of a bitch in general i think yeah i you know what i did like about aaron though he still looked up when he first saw levi and says captain he still calls him captain that's a good point uh so levi finally says or he says cheer up everything happened like you wanted and then we see marley and troops running around they keep shooting up at the zeppelin but we ain't worried. John informs us that they don't have anything strong enough to take them down. And I do want to mention, right when Levi says that, they kind of look over to the right, and there's just some steam on the Zeppelin. 
Yeah. And then it goes down to the, some steam on the ground with right. the scouts fighting. Um, and so then we get a new character alert. It's Commander Lobov. So, Lobov. Yeah, go This for name. It. I think I mentioned it to you during the show. But go and flex on these hoes, Chaz. I'm going to flex on these hoes. Levi's already brought up a no regrets uh, you know, example here, talking about the underground. Is Lobov, isn't that the guy with the scrolls that Erwin was, the crimes of Lobov, Lord Lobov? However you say his name. Was that not from No Regrets? Am I right or wrong on that? Hey, you were the one telling me about it, and I was just smiling and waiting. Okay. You you plant your flag wherever you want to plant it, buddy. This guy is either like the son of Lord Labov or whatever from that episode, but I would love to hear some feedback on that if anyone knows any more information on it. And so anyway, uh, Commander Labov tells Jean that he will hold the rear and for to him or and for Jean to head up to the ship. He will hold his rear? He's, he's going to hold his rear. Looks like everything's perfectly where it needs to be. And then he, uh, he tells John that he's not a commander, just a recruit. Nobody needs the garrison anymore. Oh, so he was a commander of the garrison. Are you just now realizing this? Yes, but it doesn't... I thought the commander of the garrison was uh, Pixis. That's what I'm confused about. Um, yeah, I don't know what to tell you. Maybe Pixis is retired. He's either moved up or... I think that's what it's telling us. Pixis is not the commander of the garrison anymore. You think so? Yeah. All right. Uh, but no, nobody needs a garrison anymore. So this was all pretty cool. Can't wait to see more from this guy. He seems like a real stand-up oh, character. Yeah. He's going to last um, a long time on the show. He seems like he's going to put himself at risk and maybe make some plays down the road. Uh, he goes on to say, this line kind of confused us. He says... Especially not some overpaid geezer. Mm-hmm. What he, what's he, is he talking about himself? I don't, what is he talking about? Here? I think he's talking about himself, and this goes back to my, you know, flexing on the No Regrets reference. Mm-hmm. Um, it was He was a lord, Lord Labov, either him or his son. We know they got a bunch of money. They were a noble, you know, on the island. So that's just me flexing on my knowledge of this show. Wait. You know when people talk about flexing knowledge, they don't actually flex like you're currently like. Wait, they don't. I'm like I'm squeezing my butt cheeks right now. It's super weird that you're just sitting there, both arms up, flexing. You can stop doing that. Okay. <laughs> Wait, you're telling me people don't just. No, it's just like you, when you flex, you show your muscles. When you flex your knowledge, you just tell the intonation. Oh. You're not actually flexing anything. I'm trying to flex my brain. Uh, okay, moving on. And so anyway. Uh, Connie and Sasha help Jean aboard. Jean asks who's left, and Connie tells them they are still waiting on the lima bean squad. Top five beans go. Give them to me. What's your top um, five beans? Black, lima, pinto. Um, mm-hmm. Two more beans. Salsa. Um, S- salsa and beans? cheese. Salsa beans and cheese beans? How am I supposed to know more than three beans? Are you well, kidding? Well, you left out a clear top five, which is baked. Okay, baked beans, and then um, green beans. Oh, dude, there's way more beans than I expected. Hey, there's a shit ton of kidney beans. And I don't like black beans or pinto beans. And yet I they're don't. in your top five, along with salsa beans and cheese beans. Well, cheese anything with cheese is good. So <laughs> cheese beans are good. That's why I was so excited to do this quest when I first wrote in my notes top five beans 
I thought to myself, no way Chad can name five beans. And you didn't disappoint. And then Saucer says, as far as I know, there have only been six casualties. And if you think wow. about that, we saw a lot of those casualties because it felt like a lot of these guys were kind of getting knocked out, but six is not many at no, all. Oh, that's, I mean, Peak is like the MVP of the Warrior Squad. I feel like her and her crew, yeah, the they, Panty crew. They, they shot at least two yeah. or three, and then uh, Porco obviously came in with that Sliced spike one. on the one. Yeah. And... But like, uh, Zeke had the entire thing where he was throwing boulders. I guess everyone was maggot, maggot shot one with a rifle. Yeah, yeah. So, Flock he's already popping bottles, and his hair is still uh, swooping like the best of them. Didn't get messed up at all during all the action. And he says, "Oh, six people worth it, and that this is a victory for the new Eldian Empire. The first battle has been won, and the squad goes wild." Yeah, they're celebrating for those fallen comrades. Yeah, tonight we celebrate for the comrades. Jean, though, he isn't interested in celebrating. He's worried that this is just the first battle and wonders how many more they have to endure. Just how many have to die. I like Jean. He's still the same old Jean. He didn't hesitate to throw a thunder spear right at Falco's forehead. Nope. So he's different in that aspect, but he's still the same old Jean boy. So then Connie gets super emotional. It looks like he grabs Sasha's boob, I can't even lie, and then he grabs Jean by the hair. He says it's not fair to the others, but they are so special. He starts whispering, getting real sensual. Dog, it was cute as fuck, too, when uh, Sasha grabs his hand while it's around her. Like, I thought... It's- it made me think these guys have definitely been fornicating. Yeah. Is Connie uh, trying to have a devil's three-way right now on this? What if she's pregnant with Connie's baby at this moment, and we just don't know it? What a hot take. It is you. a hot take, but I'm excited to see where this baby's going in the future. And so anyway, yeah, Connie's horny as fuck. And anyway, he says, listen... We're all going to be together forever. You know, nothing bad is ever going to happen to any of us. We're going to live for the rest of our lives, and we're going to grow up, and we're all going to live together in one big yep. house, just the three of us. And he's like, me and Sasha's kid. It's going to be yep. a great experience. And John says, well, it's actually mine. It's hard. You know, things got so mixed up in there. Who knows, really, who's, who's is who? And then John says, hey, don't hug us wearing hard-ass gear. He says, take that shit off along with your pants, and then you can come back over here for some more loving. And then Connie's like, what are you talking about? My gear's been off this entire time. (laughs) Whoa. Uh, (laughs) So this makes Connie mad. He says, John, you're the idiot for always fussing over your tiny-ass beard. Which, John, I like the beard. You know, it's not... Yeah. It's coming in kind of like mine, but I like it. Yeah. You like it because it looks like yours, and a lot of people don't like it, but... You know, scraggly, uh, not fully grown-in beards need more screen representation, and I'm glad that Sean's doing it for us. Here we go. Took us a little while, but it always comes, doesn't it? Sasha has to remind everyone that she's Sasha by saying, Yeah, why grow a beard if you can't eat it? But... What beard out there is edible, Sasha? What are you talking about? I think she just wanted to roast Jean, dude. I'm going to take up for Sasha. because trying to roast Jean? She's trying to eat a beard. What are you talking about? Considering now that Mikasa is, you know, a little boyish, 
little manly shoulders. Yep. She's not the same lady she used to be. Sasha is definitely one of the sexiest characters in the show. I mean, let's be real. And honestly, Mikasa's still hot. We're just so yeah, scared of she's her. She's still hot. She just could just beat my ass. We're just and so. Uh, as we said and before, sorry, we can't, hun, we can't this please ass this woman. Is for Hanji. We, she would just laugh at us. Yeah. And Sasha, of course, she's got to end this scene by asking, when are we eating? And we follow with Falco, who is chasing a rage filled Gabby through the streets. He finally catches her and tells her that they're flying away, chasing them is pointless. Gabby flashes back to uh, Sof- uh, Sophia and uh, God, Aaron Udo's fucking death. Jr. right here. Season one, Aaron Jr., Gabby. Yeah, pretty much, God, yeah. this character sucks. She thinks back to Sophia and Udo's death with tears in her eyes. Well, okay, and I take that back. This, that is a little sad. It is sad, uh, and I would say I would have preferred if she didn't remind us of how Udo's head, yeah. quote-unquote, split open because owie yeah she's just a an slc right here go ahead sad little cunt moving on she goes on to talk about how the two gate guards stopped her when she was trying to run back to the plaza and you can tell this means a lot to her since she knows she's an eldian like i think that that's the point she's trying to make that even though she's an Eldian, yeah. these Marlians were watching out for her. And she says these two guys were then shot by a girl on the roof. And Falco, he's still not having too much of a reaction about these deaths. Like, I feel like his overall demeanor is sad, but nothing is really taking him over the top. He's kind of staying level-headed. He is. That's why Falco is the fucking goat of the warrior side, besides Reiner. And so Gabby says, being an Eldian born in the zone, she's used to people spinning at her. And that she has had a lot of miserable memories, but that's why she tries so hard. To show the world that Eldians are good people, she wants to believe that if she, if she works hard enough, that one day wearing an armband would make her proud and people would think of Eldians in a different way. So she's getting deep on us there. She is getting deep, but... And it, it's honestly, it's sad thinking of how her like little kid brain works she hasn't she hasn't fully wrapped her head around the cruelness of this world and realized that like just the way social structures are that armband is never gonna mean what she wants it to mean yeah and that's i mean it's just like aaron in season one man i feel like aaron is literally talking to armin right here the only difference is Falco has a crush on Gabby. Well, Armin might have had a crush hey, on Aaron. No we different. I think Armin has a crush on Aaron. <laughs> yeah. uh, she says the internment zone is her home and where the people she cares about live. And yet Falco is telling her not to run after the people who ruined all of that. That they killed Zeke right before their eyes and they couldn't do anything. All while, all while not knowing why any of this happened. And that kind of cues up a memory to Falco as he thinks back to Aaron and Reiner talking. Pats. And he tells Gabby that they were trampled on by Marley Warriors, that this is their revenge. Gabby asks Falco if he saw it happen, to which Falco obviously has to say, um, no. He's like, no, but I did see uh, your older cousin beg to die in front of me (laughs) because of what he did. And that was pretty intense. Yeah. 
Gabby says, me either, as somehow the Zeppelin is still in close range to this conversation. Someone needs to tell that guy yeah. driving that thing to stop floating around in circles. Anya Capone? Anya Capone, yeah. Uh, I mean, the Lima Bean Squad is not that important. We can leave them behind because I feel like they're just making laps at this point. we got to get yeah. out of here. But hey, they, Jean already said they don't have anything to shoot the ship down, so. Like, I feel like Gabby was sprinting after this thing and it was still like 200 yards in front of her and then she stopped and had a three-minute conversation with uh, Falco and it's still just right there. It got closer somehow. And so Gabby goes on to say that they're all just island devils who threaten world peace and Falco should know that. They are cruel devils who've always deserved to die they are nothing like us. So what do you think about the first half of what she just said there? They do threaten world peace. She's honestly not wrong about that. Yeah, but we they're not the only ones that threaten world peace as we saw in the first episode of this season. Like they were fighting other people who Yeah, but if those devils were gone, would there be any more wars? There's always going to be more wars. <laughs> okay, I'm just playing devil's advocate. <laughs> <laughs> You're doing a terrible job. Uh, so no, anyway, this is great editing, so I gotta go back to this. She says, they are nothing like us, to which Falco flashes back to Aaron telling Reiner, I'm the same as you, <laughs> and telling Falco, across the sea, it's the same. Yeah, talking about how there's good people too, literally calling Falco a good person, which, right on, Aaron. So Falco, poor Falco, he's just so torn here, because... Here's Gabby spilling out her guts as far as, like, how she thinks, what she believes. Oh, there's going to be some guts spilling out here soon. (laughs) And Falco is just trying to make his point of, like, no, I've talked to this guy. It's not like that. Like, it's stupid that we're all fighting each other. So here's a good point to make. The fact that Falco, Falco was already kind of on this train before he even talked to Reiner and Aaron. If Gabby was in Falco's position... Uh, you know, right at the declaration of war, would she have changed her mind? Yes or no? Say it one more time. If Gabby was in Falco's place at the declaration of war, she was in the basement with Reiner and Aaron, oh. would she have had a different mindset right here, or is she so far gone that it wouldn't have mattered? Um, That's a good question. I think... Man. Uh, what do you think? I think Falco was kind of already headed towards there. That's why he's accepting it easier. I think maybe eventually she would accept it, but she's so far gone that it's like... Here's the thing. Falco kind of grew some respect for Aaron with their conversations, and I think even Aaron kind of helped Falco think differently about it, whereas if Gabby was in his shoes, I think she would have been looking at Reiner so much, because she looks up to Reiner so much and seeing how he just fell apart... I think yeah. that would give her a chance to maybe think about it differently. Okay. That's kind of what I thought. I like that. So these Lima losers, I know that's probably Lima, but hey, if you don't want me to call them Lima beans, don't spell it I that know. way. They finally made it aboard, but they were too late because Gabby comes sliding out and domes Labov, who doesn't shoot because she's Yo, just a little girl. How was that cod slide shot by her? That was sick. I mean, it just shows how much training she's been through to fucking get the dome like that. I mean, she's even a little shocked. She's like, yeah. oh, I, I hit it? <laughs> she said, hey, can, 
Uh, chat, please clip that. <laughs> and uh, she runs up to his body to see that he is carrying one of those cool retractable, uh, retractable dog leashes. You know what I'm talking about? Yes, I do know what you're talking about. <laughs> one of those I actually used to have one of those handles. for my mom. Oh, really? Uh, I mean, this one obviously sets a world record for how long it is. It has a ton of line. But it's because it's still attached to the ship somehow. Like, is this you, guy even driving at this point? Because the, the line's not even exiting from I know. wherever. The, it's just sitting still. You know what I would I was expecting to happen is, like, his body being dragged on the ground. Yeah. I was expecting that, but they didn't show it. Maybe they sat there. Maybe they just forgot to show that. I don't know. So I don't know what's going on with this ship because... Maybe these ODM gears are just so high-tech now that they've just got like 5,000 feet of line. I know, but no line is coming out. She's just holding it, and the line's just staying exactly still. Paths. <laughs> How about this, paths? So Falco, he can see where this is going, and right on cue, Crazy Gabby says she's going to go kill some devils. Uh, Falco brings up a pretty good point by saying, Hey, you're gonna die, you idiot. And Gabby kind of blocks that out, says, Tell my mom, dad, Reiner, and the others that I fought to the very end. I mean, this is fucking Aaron, episode five, (laughs) after Thomas gets eaten. (laughs) Just charging straight at him like an idiot. She says, Even if we don't win today, you guys will carry on my will. And Colt finally... Completes the hardest game of hide and seek I've ever experienced. He finds Falco, and right as Gabby tells Falco goodbye and that he was one of the good ones, Falco thinks back to Reiner telling him that he has to rescue Gabby from the dark future that awaits us. I honestly think Falco has had a tremendous impact from Reiner, even more so than Gabby. I know Gabby really looks up to him, but Falco loves that dude. Yeah, and to be fair, I think it's because Reiner has gotten a little bit deeper with Falco, whereas he just kind of does generic Big Brother with Gabby kind of feels. He's like scared. He, you know what he's like? He's like Grisha to Aaron. He okay. did. He doesn't want to tell Grisha. Didn't want to tell Aaron the truth yeah. when he was a little kid. Reiner doesn't want to tell Gabby any of the truth. I like that. So Gabby launches up, and Falco manages to grab a hold of old dead Labov. And, you know, Colt, poor, that poor guy is like, oh, it's, my, it's your turn. I just found, now I get to go hide. What are you doing? This is, this is like when everyone gets together, they go, okay, guys, let's play hide and seek. All right, uh, Chaz, you, you count, and you got to find us first. And then you come up, I'm behind a tree, you go, oh, Ronnie, there you are. And we start walking back to, like, the home base. And then I just take off sprinting and say, hey, you didn't tag me. (laughs) (laughs) I just make up the rules as I go. Kind of like these hedge funds. (laughs) I can't. You want to tell the people about about your... uh, your participation in that no since i've just, totally not lost money in this since you just squeezed it in there so aggressively go ahead the short squeeze go and tell the people how much you've invested in doge coin and doge well doge. it's not my life savings but it's uh what do you call it my decade savings it's more of a decade right. not a lifespan yeah 
I think I'm good, though. Yeah, to the moon, diamond strong yeah. hands. So, Gabby, she's startled to see that he grabbed on as he yells, the one who should inherit the armored titan is me. Is me. And then she gets pissed at that and kicks him off. <laughs> so they slam against the bottom of the airship. They definitely don't know how to make a, a soft landing. Making a loud bang, but everyone is celebrating because those six people died so hard that uh, Sasha seems to be the only one to hear anything. Totally not Flock's fault. Sean <laughs> says for everyone to quiet down. He'd get a little too rowdy. And Connie asks Jean, hey, did uh, did Labov make it inside? And Sean says, oh, yeah, I saw him over there by the, uh, the cheese tray. He definitely made it back on board. That guy's fine. He was eating some cheese beans. And uh, just then Gabby rolls in, shoots potato girl right in the chest and we get to the calling card what a shot first off what a tremendous shot ronnie nailed it what oh stop it guys what do you shut up ronnie you okay i'll give you this one thing and one thing only you did call this as soon as it happened in that one episode whatever episode it was and there's definitely nothing else revealed in this episode that I was wrong on. So this is just, I've just been right this entire yeah, episode. It's unbelievable. Right. And yeah, just, uh, man, it's just, you gotta take, I guess they had to, as soon as a sexy girl appeared, they just had to take her out. God, she was so hot this season. Uh, so yeah, we get to the calling card. It's Marley's military official rifle. The military's official bolt-action rifle fires five shots and can be equipped with the standard-issue knife as a bayonet. They are used regularly by Marley's warrior unit, Army and Navy. Wow. And that's when I hand the keys over to you, Chadley. All right. Well, let's see here. What do I've got? Did you forget to take notes? Honestly, I thought you were doing this entire episode, but... I'll go off the dome. So what was this last note? Oh, yeah. This is all Flock's fault. Why is this man celebrating? The fighting is not over. Yep. Definitely not Aaron's fault. Definitely not. What did you say the pilot's name is? What's his name? Onya Capone. That's really good that you got that down. Thank you. Onya Capone just floating around in circles for 10 minutes. Not his fault. It's definitely not the lima bean squad's fault for dragging ass. Hey, Onya Capone has saved a lot of these guys. Don't talk shit about the dude. I actually, he's one of my favorite characters so far this season. <laughs> Let's do a top five thing into this episode so we can squeeze in o- okay. Onya Capone somewhere. Um, so yeah, right when Gabby's about to take another shot, Falco climbs aboard, gives her a good old tackle, and the bullet that she shoots misses Jean's forehead by like three centimeters and then ricochets i would have okay gabby is already a cunt i would have upgraded the name calling to gabby five times if she would have oh, killed no. Jean. i would have killed gabby myself i was so angry right here that she almost killed john that i didn't even know what to do i was about to turn off the xbox we watch it on xbox i was about to turn it off Love a good ricocheting bullet. Uh, do I even want to ask what five times cunt is? You don't want to know. You would probably edit it out like you did earlier in this episode, which I'm still pissed about. <laughs> hey, if anybody wants to know what I said, just email us at thepodcastchronicles at gmail.com. It's just a, just a filthy word. There's no need for words like that. Oh. So, Falco basically saves Jean. So, hey, look at this. 
Jean tried to kill him with a thunder spear, and Falco ends up saving him in the end. It all comes back around. Eye path. So. Paths. Eye paths. Sorry. It's not Hanji, so it's just paths right now. So, yeah, it sucks because we've got one of the sexiest characters bleeding out. Um, she, as she's dying, she's saying, you're so damn loud. Well, first of all, you, you forgot to mention how all these grown-ups don't even hesitate kicking some little kids. Okay, yeah, yeah. Well, you know, John and Connie, they are so startled by it that they don't even move. Yeah. Um, and then that's when we got Flock. Flock and the boys. Flock and the boys. This dude. <laughs> Just start curb stomping the game little children. start beating the dog shit out of them which don't be flying up on their turf i mean i'm not saying that they're I, wrong I was here. happy about it i hated that falco had to take this beating too you know that's what happens when you uh when you follow a woman like that he's got to realize that women ain't shit and yeah you can't follow head over heels this for people. is exactly why yeah. i don't chase women like this yeah i mean i could have so many girls that's not even funny i just choose not to i do love though how it looks like they were kicking gabby a little bit more since she was the one who shot the gun um but yeah you mentioned sasha you know laying down kind of letting this bullet sink in uh she says as she's dying she's saying you're so damn loud are we eating soon her hair got ten times messier the second that she got shot. Just saying. Don't know if yeah. you noticed that. She had like a tight ponytail going on. She got shot. Then there were scraggles going all over the place. Yeah, it, it's so upsetting. And I have a feeling that uh, your, one of your last words, if you were dying, would also be, are we eating soon? And I mean, Hey, give me a little something something to carry me over to the afterlife, you know? So yeah, as Jean and Connie are panicking... Um, you know, they're trying to wrap up the bullet wound, but they're thinking that it's going to be too late. And I mean, blood is just flowing it, out of it. It is. She got hit, like, either directly right at the heart or just right below it, and that is not a spot you want to get hit. Trust that is, me. That is no, trust you. You've been <laughs> yeah. shot a few times with... Just try, I've just heard that if you get shot in the heart, it usually doesn't turn out well, so... <laughs> All right. That's what some people are saying. So, Flock is like asking Jean, he's like should we just throw these fuckers off this zeppelin right here right now yeah flock is ready to throw these kids out because he's never slowing down to think about anything i mean this is your guy which Chad. this is the one time i'm actually kind of on Flock's side if i saw someone shoot like one of my dear comrades right beside me i'm throwing them off the zeppelin and watching them splatter are you not no i'm i'm the Jean in this situation i'm too wise you gotta slow down apprehend these little brats and think about this because we don't we don't know what their story is we could use them as leverage you know well i would at least throw gabby off and use falco as leverage <laughs> god i want gabby gone whoa <sighs> so john john even says though he's like if we toss these kids off the airship hey will the killing ever end huh will you chill out over there about what deep breath okay i mean she's a cunt just to be real she's a cunt she just cemented... Sasha shot her friends. That wasn't her friends. Those were Marleyans who what? have been enslaving her race I like to think, for hundreds of years. I like to think that uh, Falco and Gabby get the shit kicked out of them, and they're like laying there. Their eyes are like bulging and slowly turning into a black eye. And they kind of glance over at Sasha, and they just hear her go, Meat. And they go, What the fuck is she saying? <laughs> Meat? 
Falcon's like, what did you... I thought you shot her below the heart. I didn't think you <laughs> shot her through the head. Why is she talking about meat? I honestly wouldn't have been upset, though, if she shot her like right at the titty and we saw a titty fly out from the vest. But yeah, we go to Magath. Right. And he's asking about Gabby and Falco to Porky. How would an entire titty fall out of a bullet hole? That's just not how that works. You're right. She's she definitely grew the, them things these past four years. <laughs> I don't care how small titties you got; they can't fall out of a bullet hole. Well, maybe it just tears the you know tears the <laughs> lining. I don't know. I mean, I'm just spitting things out right here. <laughs> You're just being a douchebag right now. That's. <laughs> I'm being a chaz. <laughs> so yeah, Porky says that Gabby and Falco, they just ran off. And we look at Peak, and she's just battered to shit. And she tells Maggot that she remembers that there was a Marley soldier who led her and Porco um, down in a trap. Yeah, so it seems like your girl Peak made it, which, uh, you know, good for you, because she was looking pretty rough. I wasn't sure if she was going to be able to... Uh to heal all that she had going on but could you imagine if they killed off two of the sexiest people on the show that would right be off. rough but uh stop talking about sexy girls for a second uh speaking of your girls some people have been up in the email asking and i'm also concerned where has your mom been these past couple episodes wow so i kind of completely forgot about this until you asked she actually has covid what's code you mean I mean, you mean... That, oh, the, sorry. You mean that bitch Corey V? She's got the bitch Corey V. Okay. She's in the hospital. So is she all right? Or? Well, I mean, she's in the hospital, and you can't really... You can't visit in the hospital, so... So you've been like... Have you called and checked up on her? Or? Well, like I said earlier, I kind of completely forgot about it, and no, I mean, they're taking care of her. What do you mean? They're giving her whatever she... I'm sure they got, like, a vaccine or something. How long has she been in there? Uh, let's see. Jan- what is today? The 31st? It was... December 5th. What? Chad, December she, 5th, I've yeah. seen her since this. She was tied up to a tree outside your house <laughs> after December 5th. What was she? I, Dude, I'm going to be honest. I have no fucking clue how long she's been there. All right. Well, don't worry, everyone. I hope all your loved ones are safe. I will check in on Chad's mother for him, since apparently he just doesn't care. She's, she, uh, she's survived in way harsher things. She's a lovely that. woman with just a few, few. Uh, she's got a couple things going on. <laughs> One of them's being a cunt. Oh God, dude! Come on. So, you want to talk about cunts? Talk about this whore peak for a second. Peek says a soldier from three years ago um, that was on the first scout fleet sent to paradise after Reiner came back was actually the one that led them to the trap. I'm calling bullshit. Why are you calling calling it? No, I mean, you're, hey, let's just admit it. You were wrong. You were wrong. I'm calling bullshit. You were wrong. You're telling me that this bitch Peek, who forgot how to walk because she was the cart time for so long, remembers this obscure soldier from three years ago yeah give me a break just give her time to think man she's give me a, hey give me a break no she remembers because she had she kind of fancied the beard the beard worked to perfection that beard what a terrible fake beard it literally looks like a cut up party streamer and also hey if you got a party streamer that's brown don't invite me to your party i don't want to come 
brown party streamers. Yeah. Well, you've never been invited to a party, so. Honestly, I don't care what color your streamers are. Please invite me to your party. So, yeah. Uh, she so talks if about. If there's cake, invite me to the party, please. <laughs> well, make sure you buy an extra cake, one for just him. But, yeah. So, she says it was one of the missing ships, and then she mentions the stupid beard, which you mentioned it too. I'll have to agree, the beard was stupid. So we go back to Levi, and he's asking this lady who, uh, hey, you're 6'9", what are you doing on this Zeppelin? We need you in the paint. Get us a rebound. <laughs> Get on the block and do some My post God. Jesus Christ. I mean, unbelievable. So we've got a 6'9". Why six, are you going lady. around uh, acting like you're Armin Arlert? Get in the damn paint, girl. Come on. <laughs> And then we see. Don't you realize you could be making thirteen fifty an hour in the WNBA? What are you doing here? Yeah, the ratings would skyrocket. They don't have any six eleven like Armin looking bitch in the NBA, WNBA. God, don't know if I've mentioned this. Why are you six nine? So we go. We see Gabby, and she is just having a season one Aaron Junior breakdown. And yelling and telling them not to touch her, calling them devils. So ironic. And that she says that her comrades will carry the will of War Chief Zeke. And I have to agree, man. It's sad as fuck that Zeke's dead now. You know, I thought round two of Levi versus Zeke would be a little bit better, but. As soon as she said that, John, like, he got a little bit of an excitement bone. He was so excited. Because this is the point where it's like when someone says something wrong and you think maybe you misheard them a little bit. And so you ask them again what they said and they say the same exact wrong thing. So you're like, oh my God, this is going to be the best mm-hmm. telling this person how wrong they are. That's what John just experienced. He was like, <laughs> yeah. What, what's that about War Chief C? <laughs> So Flock asks what to do with Gabby, and you know she's being the biggest c-word ever, and says that as true Eldians, you, you got to be more when you're talking about c-word nowadays. After last week, I got no idea if you're talking about cunt or clitoris, <laughs> or or if you're talking for me, clunt. Now I just made the two words to clunt. put them together. Well, uh, shit, I like clunt a lot. I was just saying coward. I don't like saying coward out loud. I like saying the other ones. but Coward is the word that I had to uh, cut out earlier in the episode. Yeah, that was definitely it. But yeah, um, she says, as true Eldians, they're going to haunt them until they die, Jean Boy. I can't believe she added that Jean Boy at the end. <laughs> and then she goes, pass that on to your ringleader, buddy. And then that's when Jean gets. Well, she definitely says Jean Boy, but she didn't call him Buddy. Quit exaggerating. You're right. That was that was exaggerating. That's when Jean gets. You know, he had a half chub from what you were saying. Now he has a full boner. This guy he's is just fully erect. Yeah, he's full of blood, and he's like, "Oh, how about you just go tell him yourself?" Full of blood. Well, do I have a person? Do I have a person I want you to meet? So then we go back to Magath and Peak. If you thought this situation couldn't be any more awkward, just wait about a couple minutes and we'll see how awkward this really gets for you. Oh, man. And Peek says that someone she had particular interest in, which she's talking about this mysterious 611 lady, and uh, she's like, because she's a devout follower of Zeke. She's talking about Mao Ying over here. 
And then as soon as she said that, I couldn't help but think, this bitch should be on the mound throwing at least 95 with Zeke. Oh, my God. With that throwing technique, he could teach her a lot of things. That's why she's hanging around. Yeah. So you're, oh, you're giving, that, you're giving that perfectly average cult guy your powers? How about me? She could be uh, Randea Johnson. Whatever. However, what's the girl name of hey, Randy? No one knows what you're doing. <laughs> oh, I see what you're doing. <laughs> For those of you who don't know who Reg- Randy Johnson Regina is, Johnson. Go look him up. People hate our sports references. I know. It's all right. So, Gabby. Jamal likes sports. Shout out, Jamal. Gabby and Falca then walk through one of the Zeppelin doors and happen to see Zeke sitting there menacingly. Okay. Hey, guys, what's going on? <laughs> and they ask why. And they're like, why did you, why did you let them capture you? And then Eric and Aaron, Eric, Aaron and Zeke just stare. Who the fuck is Eric? I don't know. Yeah, Aaron and Zeke just stare. And Aaron, I don't know if we've talked about this much. Whenever he's not looking like a hobo and you get a full shot of his face, this man has had a glow up. Not a blow up like you. He's had a glow up. He's looking fine, man. When he cleans himself up, I guarantee you he's going to be looking like a dime piece. Yeah, I mean, I don't know why you're acting like he just recently had a glow up. Ever since I've known the man, I've known him as a chiseled, abbed, uh, Oh, okay, so well, you like 15-year-old boys because he's been a 15-year-old well, boy this well whole time. Well-bearded. Who are you talking about? Aaron. Oh, <laughs> I thought you were talking about Zeke. Oh, not Zeke, no. <laughs> Um, I take back everything I said. Okay, thank you. Uh, I was really hoping you weren't talking. You weren't talking about Aaron because please let the record show. I was not talking about fifteen-year-old Aaron. Okay. Now, but yeah, they're both. I mean, the Jaeger brothers, Aaron. beautiful men. Well, you know, once if he had to go to like a formal event, he would have the the Grisha hairdo. He's, he's That's following right. after his dad. Is what's going on here? Yeah, Grisha. He plants a a pretty seed. Let me tell you. <laughs> so Jean then tells just Levi Grisha with a hoe, you know, out in the yard, <laughs> doing a little yard oh, work. Yeah. He tells Levi they killed Lobov and used his gear to get up here. And then he goes, Sasha was also shot by them, by them, particularly this one. <laughs> and then Levi goes, "Is that mini Sasha?" When he sees Gabby, and then. Armin and Mikasa go, hey, Jean, really burying the lead there, aren't you, asshole? Yeah, and then they run to go see Jean's Sasha. like, listen, guys, first and foremost, uh, these kids got on the plane, or the kids got on the Zeppelin. Uh, there was a couple ruffle and tuffling. Flock was saying this. I was saying that. Uh, Connie touched me inappropriately. I don't know who the <laughs> HR director is, but we can take that up with them a little bit later. Don't have to worry about that right now. Uh, don't know if I mentioned this, but Sasha could be, could be taking her last breath any second now. Don't know if anyone's concerned about that. But what are we going to do about yeah. these kids? <laughs> He's like, she probably won't make it. But anyways, <laughs> these kids. So yeah, Armin and Mikasa, you know, they care about their comrades. They go running after her. And oh, man, it just gets sadder from here on out. But Miss Timeless herself finally aboards. I, oh, dude. I, I Hold on. Before before you get to the Hanji thing. Okay, go. Before you get to the Hanji thing, uh, there was a particular line that Peek said about um, or Yelena or whatever her name is. Okay. 
She says she's a devout follower of Zeke. Which I've already said that, but yes, we can. We you need said to that go exact that. line. I said that exact line, but that is something we need to go over more. We didn't really touch base on it. I'm having a really hard time paying attention to you over there. Uh, is my guy Zeke starting a cult? I mean, yes, he is. <laughs> he would be a fantastic cult leader, which is why. I'm... I wanted to. This is one of the big questions that I have for you. Okay, I would sign up for Zeke's cult so quickly. Oh, I would too. And you know why? Well, this is actually one of the, the biggest question on the show. I'm gonna call it out right here. The absolute biggest, most important question I've ever asked. Is this the question the that you were talking about that you wanted to ask me? Yes. So let me get this straight. Okay, pause. Hey, give me a time out here. So you were going, right? I brought this line up. You say, Oh, that line I was already talking about because I wasn't listening to you or something. But yet this huge question that you said you wrote down, me bringing the fact that Zeke is a cult leader up reminded you to ask this question. So that's what's going on. Well, I mean, technically, okay, I'll ask the question when it comes up. It's more when Zeke talks. He hasn't really said okay, much right. yet, but it is about Zeke. Then, okay. okay. Right we'll now, I just there. want everyone thinking whether or not they're signing up for Zeke's cult. Yeah. I'll be there, so I'll see you guys when you sign up, all right? Yeah. Let us know at the podcast chronicles uh-huh. at gmail.com. Maybe we can all carpool together. Yes, but this is the bigger point I wanted to get to because snacks. my name's Chad, and I love talking about this bitch. Okay? Oh, I wonder if you're going to use the word sexy. So Miss Timeless herself, Hanji Zoe, finally exits the cockpit. Okay, Her and Anya Capone, they got some stuff scheming. And, of course, this lady, man, she is just looking like a full-on woman. She's wearing the eye patch after all. Did you not tell me last episode she ditched the eye patch? I said she ditched, like, the white bandana around whatever you call it, mm-hmm. bandage. She's wearing this black. Definitely don't call it a bandana. It's not a bandana. It's not a bandana for your eye. But, I mean, dude, she's the only one in the show that just looks like a straight-up woman, man. Pretty big nose. It's what? Just, it's pretty big. I don't know what to tell you. The fuck did you just say? <laughs> it's a pretty big nose. I, okay, no. Just, I will have no Hanji Zoe slander. Reiner could uh, give her the name of his guy that did his work, but yeah, pretty big nose. Um, I mean, only this... I'm going to say something. I know Mr. Anya Capone. He's probably the only one that can handle this woman, if you know what I mean. What kind of, What kind of kinky stuff would you guys get up to with whatever's going on underneath that eye patch? Uh, I mean, I'm not saying I wouldn't enter that hole. But. <laughs> Do you think we'll ever see underneath the eye patch? Yeah, I think we will. I think she's going to be doing some kinky stuff with either Mr. Anya Capone later. Are, or, you, are you shipping Hanji and Anya Capone? I'm shipping them. I'm officially shipping them. He's the only one I'll let uh, finagle with i mean who else could handle it i'm shipping her with mikasa because that is one person who could definitely handle whatever aji's got going on (laughs) but anyways we're gonna get back to this after she exits the cockpit she asks zeke if everything played out as he hoped man this is just crazy because they all knew apparently they all knew this was happening this must have been in aaron's letters i'm assuming right i guess and then falco and gabby are just flabbergasted here um, he says that there were a few miscalculations and Hanji asks, who the fuck are these kids? And he says, miscalculations. 
Okay, and this is where the biggest question of all time comes from. Why the fuck is one of Zeke's lenses on his glasses <laughs> fogged up but not the other? You yeah. cannot tell me that that is not important shit right there. I don't think it's important shit, although my notes did say it's very distracting because one lens is perfectly clear, like you said, when the other one looks as if he's been sitting in a sauna for six hours, which the way he's steaming right now, like getting all right, it look which let's talk about that why is he steaming like that like what happened to him levi blew his ass up he made they made it look like they he, levi actually injured him when he got him out of the beast titan and took him away that's why he's he's recovering right now like levi still fucked him up he was just not going to kill him it's so but it was obviously like the explosion was fucked probably him up, but it was like part of the plan it's part of the play. I, this is what I think happened. I think when he cut him up, that's when he, you know, dismembered some of his limbs. Okay. And then he probably yanked him out or something to the side, and then he blew it up, blew it up with C four, so that they wouldn't see his body leave the Titan. I don't I, like any of this as much as I liked my take of him shooting out with uh, ODM gear, but fair enough. So let me ask you this, dude. I'm telling you though. Why is one of his lenses fogged up? This guy is a maniac. So, <laughs> you're really on this fogged up It just lens. pisses me off. It's like, why? This show is too... It goes too much in detail for that not to be something. It's super weird. Okay. They... So, Levi and Zeke obviously aren't enjoying each other's company, but they are working together, and you said you were going to be mad if that revealed to be what happened. Was there intense conversation enough to make you feel differently, or where where do you stand on all this? I I was mad until their conversation, which I'm about to get to. But yes, you're right. I'm not mad anymore because it seems like we will get around to eventually. Because Levi, you know, he likes to save the best bite for last. So many, so many <laughs> questions left to be answered. Yes. But then we got Jean. He is yelling at uh, Nikola Jokic. Oh, I mean, Yelena. And he asked, what the hell happened with trapping Jaw and Cart? <sighs> Yelena. What a stupid name. I don't like this bitch. Get out of here. He's like, people died because of you. And she says, they did fall in the trap, I promise you. But yeah, it is still my fault. So, she- Except I feel like she talks, they did fall in the trap. Uh, listen, I don't know what to tell you. It's not my fault. I feel like she talks like that. She does. I mean, she's 6'9". How else is she going to talk? Some people would call her a... Uh, Moving on! So, Levi says to cover... He's like, well, to cover up the slip-up, the Beast had to chuck a few more rocks than as planned. And he said, that's some clever improv for a clown like you. Wouldn't you say, hairball? So Levi, coming back, I miss this banter from Levi. He's always got the greatest comeback. He's always got something to say. Yeah. Quick on his feet. And then uh, we get a close-up of Zeke. And this is when the lens becomes even more foggier. Uh, What is happening? I think, dude, I think Hey, buddy, rub rub your right fucking lens. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) It's it's annoying to us. Think about him. It's just so fogged up. Surely he... It's like he's arguing with Levi. He goes, hey, man, I know we're kind of going through some shit right now. Would you please take my glasses off my face and just give this a little rub down? I cannot uh, see worth shit. It, I don't know why it annoyed me so much. It's just like, 
this show, man. Hey, just make it unfoggy or just get him to wipe it. So Zeke says, you know, don't glare at me, Levi. What if I pissed my pants? He said, you're quite the actor yourself considering you want to kill me so bad. Don't glare at me or else I'm going to glare at you right back. You just won't know it because you can't see <laughs> through this foggy-ass lens. Oh, dude. And he goes, speaking of fog, I never know what to do. Like, they say don't turn on your bright lights when you're driving through the fog, but sometimes it feels like it helps, but sometimes it makes it worse. I just don't, I can't see the, where I'm going. What do I do, Levi? Sometimes I just shut off my lights in the fog, and it helps a lot. <laughs> it's just drive in the dark? Yeah. I'll try that out. And Levi says, I'm the kind of person who saves the best bite for last. I savor the taste. And then that's when it gets a little, uh, whoa. Couldn't tell if Levi was talking about something else or actually trying to kill him. Just You heard uh, Sasha in the background just go, ah! And you didn't know if it was because she was dying or she heard yeah. Levi talking about Meat. the best bite. And Aaron chimes in saying, uh, they killed the Marley Brass and Fleet. You know, then that's going to save us a lot of time. And Hanji even says, before the whole world launches an attack on us, Aaron, uh, because they're going to now, you dumbass. Even though they probably would have anyways, but Aaron's, you know, little fiasco here has definitely cemented that. And then she goes, caught, she's like, every time you're caught by the enemy, we sacrifice lives to get you back. Quote of the week, right Quote here. Quote of the week, it is. And she goes, but we always do it. Knowing that you made yourself a hostage, uh, leaving us no choice uh, but to come and save you. And then she goes, you put our trust. <clears throat> I just butchered the fuck out of this. <laughs> it's all right. It's not like it's the quote of the week or anything. It is. Uh, dude, I have it written quote of the week and it's still butchered it. You want me to fix it for you? I've got it right here. You put our trust in nope. us. Is that not it? <laughs> you put our trust in us. You put. Fuck, dude. I butchered this. Wait, wait, wait. All right, all right. Let's see if you can figure this out. Okay. You put mm -hmm. your trust in us, nice. and we lost our trust in you. Sorry, guys. I uh, Since Ronnie's not letting me write down on notebook wait, paper anymore. Wait, what did you anymore, say it was? You put your trust in us, yeah. and we lost our trust in you. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. All right. And that I even have it written quote of the day, and I fucked it up. So I'll let you take the quote of the day. This is yours today. Okay, so guys, uh, quote of the week. I don't do quote of the day because we only do this once a week. So quote of the week. Uh, Hanji's talking to Aaron, and uh, this is probably a cool line. You probably haven't heard it since you watched the episode. It says, you put your trust in us, and we lost our trust in you. Yeah. Pretty, pretty great line. Pretty deep. Pretty deep. You know what's weird, man, is I didn't think Aaron would put his trust into anyone anymore after uh, Levi's squad got squished like bugs from Annie. Yeah. But he did. Well, well, I still feel like he's a lot of, a lot of he, it's on his own, though. He did. He didn't have much of a choice. And if you remember, he was kind of like... It seemed like it was kind of up in the air when Mikasa showed up. He was like, oh, you guys did come. Great. Mm -hmm. Wasn't sure. Yeah. You know, Zeke says, but now we have the founding titan and a titan with royal blood. The cost of this will be paid with Eldia's freedom. All right, so I've got a couple wow. of different things here. First, I'm not sure. I don't necessarily think this is the case, but I think it's just interesting because it's part of the Titans that we haven't talked about. What if 
when you get a new Titan, your 13 years are resets. That's a very interesting take. Um, because you know it would be kind of fucked up about that? Is if Grisha didn't know that his 13 years reset. And he's yeah. like, oh, fuck, i got to get Aaron. Yeah. He's got to take my Titan. And then he just died for no reason. Just kind of an interesting thing. I guess it's probably like someone's probably had two before and we've seen where it didn't work. But who knows? No, like, I mean, maybe not, though. Think about that. Think about how long that there hasn't been two together. Yeah. I mean, I don't think they really know. So what you're telling is you're really digging my theory right now. I dig your theory a lot because I don't think Aaron or any of them actually know. And then, um, so give give the line that Zeke said one more time to me about, yeah. Yeah, Zeke says, now that we have the founding Titan, he goes, sorry, he says, but now we have the founding Titan and a Titan with royal blood. And he says, the, the cost of this will be paid with LDS freedom. So the Titan with royal blood, we talked about this. He's just talking about himself, right? Or, uh, uh, yeah, he's talking about himself. He's he is a titan with royal blood, right, and obviously the founding Dino. titan is Aaron. Yeah, and then um, so now, now Historia. I feel a little bit better about Historia being kind of safe, and because they don't wouldn't necessarily need her for whatever crazy shit they were gonna do with her. Uh, I thought it was kind of weird that he didn't mention anything about the Warhammer Titan, and Aaron didn't either. Like. I think, yeah, I'm sure they'll probably mention it next episode. Um, but yeah, it's Zeke is still such an interesting guy because why would he throw boulders and kill all of those soldiers and then tell Aaron he's coming back to save him? Some people and call him a mystery man. He's a mystery man. And then now he's siding with them. I still don't think that Zeke is fully on their side. I'm not going to buy it. Yeah, I don't either. I oh, think yeah. Zeke's kind of got his own agenda here, and he might... Oh, yeah, he's he, trying to be a cult leader. He is, and I think he might really be on Aaron's side. I don't believe that he's on the whole scout side, though. He's trying to start Zeke-topia, and he cracked the case. He figured out that you get a new Titan that lasts 13 years, so he's trying to gobble up that Aaron boy. So he can last, like, what? How many years is that? An extra 26 that's, for him? That's like... Well, no, he's got three. Fuck. I know. I 39 more years for Zeke. That's why I was shocked when Aaron just turned and left Porco and Reiner because I thought this guy was trying to catch them all. <laughs> but then think about that, though. He would have to eat Armin. That would be rough. And he would have to eat Zeke. Holy shit. Aaron would have to be a mad lad to do that. Hey, he was getting close. He was rounding them up. What's the other one? This, oh, and then he'd have to get Annie, but if he got the jaw hey, power, he could do and it. And it sounds like he's already tried to yeah. <laughs> do Annie's side. He's trying to catch them all. Heads up. And Peak. We got a regular Ash Ketchum on our hands. He could have gotten Peak. She was fucked up. And uh, trust me, I would love to eat Peak. I'm sure he would, too. Yeah. So, Aaron asks... Speaking of eating. So Not Aaron asks. Connie comes in to say that Sasha is dead. Says, hey, you guys, speaking of eating... Well, you didn't really build up that moment. I thought you were going to, like, say something. Well, I don't want to build it up because I'm not going to lie, man. It took everything in me not to just fucking lose my shit. Yeah, right I mean, this is, we like to joke and make light of the situation. This is sad, man. And I know that I've been a huge critic of Sasha, and I'm going to critique a little bit more here in a second. But okay. it, overall, it's sad. It's very well, sad. She's been here since the beginning. There was a couple parts that made me sad in this moment. There's a few funny moments, but Mikasa and Armin, like, losing their shit, that made me sad. And then 
you know, the fact that Connie has probably gotten her pregnant, I was thinking about that the whole time. That made me even more sad. I don't like this take that you're doing about Connie and stuff. Uh, Connie has definitely been in there, and I I will not take a no for an answer. I don't even think, uh, no. I don't agree with him. Well, well he, he hasn't been in it unless John was standing right there next to him. They were holding hands, Eskimo brothers. <laughs> but, yeah. Um, as soon as he says that, though, Aaron asks... He asked him if she had any last words. Like, did she say anything super important? Like, meat. Oh, fuck you, <laughs> Sasha. Get over yourself. I mean, this whole thing about it, for seriously, for a second. Meat. Connie kind of made, like, a special moment. She never even had, like, a, a great character moment with all these troops. All they had to do was get their little food jokes in there so she could never look in John's eyes or Connie's eyes and say, hey, you know, I love you guys. All she said is, you're so loud and meat. And when are we eating and meat? Ronnie, did you not see the way she held Connie's hand when he put his arm around her? That was a beautiful moment in this show. You know what this would be like? First of all, how does Connie say this line seriously? Well, because one of his his freaking girlfriend just died. That's how I he don't says care. it. Serious. Okay, let me paint a picture for you. Okay. Yeah. I've grown old with the woman of my dreams. Our kids are off to college. You know, so this is a complete fantasy, right? Let me paint a okay. picture. Okay. Stop it. Can I have my moment? So, I've grown old with the woman of my dreams. She's super hot. First of all, like, think about a hot girl, hotter than I'm that. Thinking. Super hot. Uh, Our kids are off to college. You know, they've grown up. We're done, right? All we have now is just days ahead of us of retirement and banging them out. uh, And I don't know if I've mentioned this yet. She's super hot. And just having to be on film for my 600-pound life. And so I'm moving. I'm not even paying attention to you. So she gets terminally ill. Super sad. I wish it on no one. And my beloved wife dies in a hospital room, just me and her, okay? Okay. And so my kids, they drive home, and they're, you know, obviously very emotional. And they want to know. They want. They say, Dad, what, what did Mom say? Did she have any last words? And I say, kids, she looked at me in my eyes and said, we should have done more butt stuff. <laughs> oh my <laughs> but then I don't smile or laugh or anything I just look at him completely serious and I just say she said we should have done more butt stuff that took the absolute that took the biggest turn of a century I did not expect that whatsoever and she's de- you were definitely talking about her doing butt stuff to you right hey I didn't say which way okay. it was going. I just said we should have whoa, whoa. Hold, hold it right now. That is way different than saying meat. A one-worded meat. No, dude. Telling your kids you're doing butt stuff with your wife? Go it's, on. It's the same exact thing. <laughs> it's not. Dude, telling your kids that you and your mom did a lot of butt stuff, but no, you no, should have no. done no, more no. of it. We should have done more. <laughs> My God. No, that is a terrible analogy. You just went through that whole fantasy. Just to say that. Listen, it's the same exact thing. Aaron was looking for some sort of special wisdom, and Connie looked right at him in the eyes and said, she said meat. Okay, it was. 
just the one word he didn't grin aaron didn't smile they just like bless her well that's when aaron opens his eyes you know real wide and he starts it's almost like he's laughing at first but then it's like he's kind of freaking out and he thinks back to when she stole meat on top of the wall to share with them and says that you know once we retake this land we can just raise more cattle and sheep and there'll be plenty of meat this actually was the most emotional part for me, seeing Aaron Yeager legitimately upset. Yeah. I liked it, too, because once again, it shows... We know that Aaron's still got that... He's got that mad boy trait going on, but he's not completely gone... Yeah, he's only Mr. Deviant like, Devil Man in his Titan He's form. still got a little bit of love for these people, and we'll see. Well, I think he's all of his love is devoted for just the people that he grew up with on Paradise. I think he doesn't care about anyone else as we could I mean obviously we saw these past few episodes how fucking ruthless he's been. Yeah. But I think he really does care about everyone he grew up with. And dude fuck yeah that's the look on his face and the way he grits his teeth. Aaron has still got some emotions. Like you said, I'm glad he's not an emotional emotionless asshole, you know, cuz mm-hmm. they could have easily went that direction. Yeah. But then uh, Jean tells Aaron that Sasha only died because you dragged the scouts into this. I love Jean. This, him and Jean, this is their banter. Yep. They've always had. This is their dynamic. You know, Aaron's super upset, and as stupid as the last words being meat was, um, it just made this whole scene super meat. emotional. What, the word meat made this scene <laughs> super emotional? I, what, what, I mean, what else could they say? Sasha's final word. What would you want her to say besides meat? Well, I mean, give me one other word that Sasha should have said besides meat. Potato. I mean, there's two words, potato or meat, and she went with meat. She says, the, uh, the, tell Keith Sadie's, uh, I should have given him more than half of the potato. Then <laughs> uh. Reiner's just like, I fucking knew it. <laughs> <laughs> we talked about it. We knew she didn't give him quite half. We knew it. Oh man, but yeah, that that was an emotional episode, man. I I, I like the whole Zeke stuff. You know, it makes me want to just keep learning more about the man. Yep. So many questions still have to be answered about that stuff. Uh, I hate that we lost Sasha because I really did like the way that they. Of course, they went down the food path this episode, but the way that she was just this badass rooftop assassin was sick. So sick. I loved it. It was like her with the bow and arrows in season three. You know, just she's one of those snipers. She's a sniper with any weapon you give her. Yep. But yeah, it sucks, man. They lost their long range, you know, sniper, and that might hurt them in the end. Oh, yeah. What went around came around. Gabby got the, the final blow on Sasha, and I do have love for her. So you know what that means? It's time for a good old yes. podcast chronicles, patent pending podcast moment of silence. Let's go. Uh, if you're new around here, a lot of people say, hey, don't do 10 seconds plus of dead air. It kind of confuses everyone, but we say, screw you, because we respect the hell out of these characters. So we give them a good moment of silence. So Chaz, with your permission, I would like to begin. You may proceed. Start now. Every episode, but, I, okay. but I'd bring some for you this time. 
All right, so thanks for uh, holding out that moment of silence for us. Wow, rest in peace. Yeah, rip. You were a good one, Sasha. Should we do a little segment to end this off? You know what? I'm so glad you brought that up, Chaz, because we actually got some feedback this week from both Catherine and Caleb saying that they were missing a popular segment we do around here called Learn a Little Something About Ronnie and Chad. I don't even know if we've done it in season four yet, so I think we're gonna we're gonna do this segment, and it's kind of complex. So if you would like to, could you explain what we're getting ready to do for the new? So listeners? yeah, for all these new listeners, first off, we're anime only. So we haven't read the manga, so there you go. But this segment right here is basically we learn a little something about Ronnie and Chaz. Wait, wait, wait. why did you just clarify that? <laughs> Why did you just clarify that anime part in huh? the middle of season four, episode eight? Why did we've never done that before on Learn a Little Something About Ronnie and Chad? Well, there you go. You just learned a little something about us. And that's the end of the segment. No, just kidding. But yes, in this segment, you learn a little something about Ronnie and Chaz. All right. Uh, so I've got a little story because we also received some feedback from Kirsty. Uh, email us, everyone, at the podcast chronicles at gmail.com. She asked, I don't know what made her think to ask this. She asked if we had Nintendo Switches. And I told her, hey, Kirsty, thanks for reaching out. Great question. We actually have a fun story about how we got our Nintendo Switches. Yeah. So I think we do a little ping pong here. I started off, you, and then you, I'll pass it over to you because the story leads to you, and then you can yeah. hand it back over to me when the story Sounds good. That's back my way. So, back before this Corey V bitch had the world by the balls, I had looked, or well, right around the start of it. I was like, yep. you know what? I want to get a Nintendo Switch. So I looked for them online, sold out everywhere. I, I would check back every couple months, and then finally about four months into this whole pandemic thing, I told you, I said, man, I've been trying to get one. I can't do it. And you... This is one of the things I love about you. Thank you don't you. take no for an answer, so you said no, bro. We're getting some fucking switches. Yep. So we start, you know, calling up WalMarts, Targets, everything. And on a Friday, you say, "Hey, okay, we're doing one of our classic date nights with Ronnie and Chaz, where we just go out, sit on the same side of a booth as yep. one another, eat off one plate, correct? And then we're gonna bro you up. Eat most of it. We're gonna bro up, get in the car, and we're gonna go find ourselves a switch." Yeah. So we get in the car. We're driving around to Walmart, Target, Best Buy. None of them have switches. GameStop. We're calling up GameStop before their stock exploded. And they're saying, it was like late April. And they're like, oh, yes, the, the, the last time we got a Nintendo Switch was, I'm looking here, March 26. And, we're and they're like, what? And then they're like, of 2019. <laughs> we're like, yeah, we don't really know when we get them in stock. Sometimes they just stroll in. And then we asked Walmart, and they were like, oh, yeah, we get, like, two a month. And so we start to hit reality. We're like, damn, all right, I guess we're not going to get a Switch. Yep. We drive home. I go to sleep. Over to you, my man. All right, so that next morning at approximately 8 a.m. in the morning, I uh, – Make it earlier for the story. Stay. Lie, lie to the – Okay, about 7.30 a.m. Okay, yeah, yeah. Um, that makes it better. So I was about to go on the lake – 
I was going to go around lunchtime with a couple of my buddies. We were going to go, you know, boating, drinking some Trulies, you know, just guy stuff. And I wasn't invited. Well, there's a weight limit on the boat, but yeah, so I call up. I actually, I don't call up anything. I, I go to Target's website, um, and I'm like, oh, I'm just going to check for some switches. You know, that's something to do at 730 in the morning. And I just happen to see. Because like I said, you don't take no for an answer. I don't. I happen to see that the only Target with Nintendo Switches in stock was the tar- Target that is only five minutes from both of our places. Uh, it's unbelievable that you don't call Target the Target, but keep calling it Target. Well, I like that you don't do that. I'm not a douche. That's why I don't do it. So I go, fuck, I got to go to Target. <laughs> so like anyone would do at 730 in the morning. Uh, don't forget about the sunblock. Oh, I'm bringing up the sunblock. Okay. I go. To, I drive to Target. I'm like, I am on a fucking mission. Yeah. I'm like speed walk. I'm Karen walking to the back yep. of the electronic station. And, the electronic station. Yeah. And I see this guy. He's being real sketchy. You man. turn down an aisle. You go, Welcome to the electronic station. Yes. And this guy being super sketchy. He's got his phone in hand. He looked yeah. like a scalper if I've ever seen one. This guy's been to the electronic yep. station before. And he's like, yeah, uh, they, I mean, I don't see any. They say they're in stock, but I don't see any. And I'm like, oh, this dude's, he's going after the switch. I'm like, I'm about to fucking roundhouse this Do you boy. have the sunblock in your hand yet? Listen to the story, okay, okay, Ronnie. Okay, okay, You're getting okay. ahead of yourself. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm so excited. So I walk up. God, this story doesn't disappoint. This is exciting for everyone. They should oh, make this into a TV show. This is incredible. <laughs> No switches there. I'm like, fuck, this guy's going to get the last one. I'm just going to go get some sunblock. So I walk to the sunblock mm-hmm. aisle. I have an entire aisle for sunblock. Wow. <laughs> so wait, so they got an electronic station and then a sunblock aisle. It's, it's all the way across the store. So I'm fucking Karen walking. I'm yep. speed walking all the way across. I grab the sunblock. Mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, this will be great. It's what, 30, kind of, what kind of SPF we talking? It, we're talking 30 SPF. Oh, give me a break. The you rub are, in kind. You were the whitest bitch I've ever seen in my life. You got more than 30 it SPF. It was 30. You did not. One, you, 150. Do you not remember how sunburnt I was the next day, Ronnie? Come okay. on. As long as you're talking about getting sunburnt. Okay, so okay. We've, we've copped the sunblock. And it's rubbing lotion, and I was only going on a boat with dudes, so I was like, oh, fuck yeah. This will be know, great. You know why? Because fuck that spray stuff. Yeah, fuck that spray stuff. I'm going to have my bros rub sunblock lotion on me. It's totally normal. So God, I grab it. The number it. of times I've rubbed sunblock on you can't even keep counting. Well, I don't let you do it. Those stubby-ass fingers. But yeah, so I grab it, and I start walking back to the electronic station. And on my way back, I see Mr. Scalper, is what yeah. I'll call him for you know story's sake paint the picture is he still on the phone this dude is talking to this guy's name ended up being kevin the worker okay kevin's in the story kevin's in the story kevin is like yeah man i mean i just grabbed this from the back you know it's just like i think there's some switches in here i'm not really sure that they you know (laughs) just pulled up in the dock kevin's a little unsure i see him pull out his box cutter he opens it up and it was just like a heaven's glow Mm -hmm. came from this and it went, ah. Yep. People and, are on the edge of their seat yeah. right now at home. And I was like, okay, I, I had two options here. I could fucking roundhouse kick this scalper, take one of them and leave. Yep. Or I can just bank on that there's more than one in this box. Right. Turns out there's five Nintendo oh, switches in this box. Good number. Healthy number. So I go up to Kevin. I'm like, hey, man, can I have one of those? And Kevin's like, yeah, dude. I'm like, can I have two of those? He goes, no, you can only have one. And he goes, whoa, take it easy, <laughs> yeah. man. Just take it easy, man. 
And then uh, he throws an enchilada at me. Wait, wasn't an enchilada that Steve threw in Drake and Josh? Sure. <laughs> Drake and Josh Chronicles coming soon. And uh, so the scalper got the first one, obviously. I was nice enough to give the scalper one. I get the second one, and I'm like, well, fuck, I can't get another one. Let me just give my good old buddy Ronnie a FaceTime call. Yep. Well, I gave you a regular phone it's call right, first. Yeah, don't tell the story wrong. Regular Sorry. phone call. I give you a phone call. You wake up. You normally don't wake up till like 12 p.m. on Saturdays. Yep. So at this time, it's about 8 a.m. It's been 30 minutes, and you just sound like so angry that I'm calling you at this moment. I'm like, why the – you've never mm-hmm. once called me at 8.30 in the morning before. And it's weird. I could hear like the ranch being squeezed out of the bottle like you were eating something at 8 in the morning. Uh, I just finished that 7 a.m. plate. That hits different at 7 a.m. Oh, okay. Um, and, but no, I, I remember specifically my voice being kind of raspy. I was out to like eight thirty the night before. Cause we were, you know, eating some stuff. So, yeah. So, so I had a long night and I was like, why are you calling me? And then you tell me what I go, bro, three Nintendo switchies left. <laughs> oh my God. My voice, three yeah. Nintendo Switchies left. Yeah, you call them Nintendo Switchies, so I hated you for it. Nintendo so Switchies. Hard. If I wasn't mad enough that you were calling me at eight thirty, you called them that. I got instantly more mad. And then I just kept going lower. And I go, no, bro. They've got the Nin Switches. And you're like, what the fuck are you talking? You're like, <laughs> you said, boy. <laughs> you said, bro. They got a couple knee switches. Yeah. Right over here at the Tarzan. And then finally, I said, dude, they have only got three NSs left. Get your ass over here. And, and at this point, I've already accepted defeat. I'm thinking, I'm not getting a Nintendo Switch. So I think this is some elaborate joke that you're playing. I'm like, no, they don't. Shut up. And I go, why else would I be calling you at eight in the morning on a Saturday? And like, I was like, well, I'll tell on. you why you're calling me at 7.30 in the morning on a Saturday. It's because you're a big dickhead is why you're calling me. Yeah. So I told Kevin, I was like, listen, bro, I'm going to have to FaceTime this man. Please just tell him. Be on my side, Kev. Show him the Switches. Yeah. Show him the Nintendi Switches. So I'm on FaceTime. Haven't done my hair yet. I'm meeting yeah. new people. I'm meeting I mean, Kevin. he just looks like dog shit. I can still see the ranch on his shirt. For some reason, he sleeps with a shirt on. Kevin goes, hey, man, you got to get over here right now. We've got three left. They're going fast. Yeah, Kevin, nice guy, a little awkward on camera. He kind of gave me a yep. weird wave, but I was, like, happy to meet him. Like, oh, hey, Kev. And I was like, hey, Kev, while I'm on FaceTime, can you go ahead and grab me Legend of Zelda? And he's like, oh, yeah, sure thing. He goes and grabs that, and then while he's gone, I'm like, Ronnie, get your ass over here. I'm stealing one right now. And no, I take no. no. <laughs> I just saw a flash of three Nintendo Switches in a box. And I'm like, oh my god, this is real. So I'm, I get out of bed, hop out of bed. I'm uh, putting on a shirt that doesn't have as much ranch spilled on it, and I put a slide on my Crocs. I'm heading out the door. Grab a, you know, <laughs> grab a honey bun on my way out, and you say, just hurry up, dude. They've only got it's three cr- left. You were in such a rush that you didn't even microwave it, and you just jumped in your car, sped over. I left. I'm like, I'm not waiting for this, dude. I was like, he normally has at least three honey buns. I know he microwaves them for 15 seconds. That's an extra 45 seconds of me just sitting here. Unless so. I'm downstairs, I got a lower power, lower voltage, lower wattage microwave. Oh, you do, yeah. And you got to actually, it's like 19 seconds for him to hit that perfect honey, honey bun spot. Yeah. Uh, and if you're at home or at work right now or in the car and you're listening, you're going, wow, <laughs> is this story almost done? <laughs> no, it's not. It's not, it's so not even close. So, because now we get my side of it. Did you but have anything else to add? I had one more thing here. 
I get in my truck, mm-hmm. I've got the Nintendo Switch by my side and Legend of Zelda by my side, and I just start going. Do, 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 do. This is gonna be the best day of my life. And I drive off like 100 miles an hour. All right, so that we leave Chaz momentarily. Ronnie, boom, doom, jump in my 2003 Honda Civic. Yep. All right, got a couple dents in it. Put that baby in reverse. Pull out of my mom's uh, driveway. I'm then I'm going. <laughs> I'm heading. I'm heading to to the Target. Uh, traffic's not too bad. I'm looking to see if I see you pass me. I never see you, and then I remember. Oh wait, he goes a different way. Yep. I'm not gonna see him. Different route. Pull up to the Target. I make my way to, as Chadley calls it, the electronic station. I was at. A, I had a benefit. Didn't need to go to the sunblock aisle. So I pull up. I see Kevin. Obviously, I'm at an advantage. Knows what he looks like. Yep. Just FaceTime the guy. I say, yo, Kev, how's it hanging? I'm the dude you just FaceTimed while I was uh, laying in bed. He goes, oh, hey, man, what's up? Guess you're here for one of the switches. I say, ah, in fact, I am. Good things going on? Oh, actually, okay, I didn't even mention this part. There is an old lady. I'm talking old. She's asking poor Kev about... Uh, target cell phone plans <laughs> and he's going listen ma'am I don't really know what to tell you uh, our our representative he'll be here in a second she goes well which one do I buy And she, uh, ma'am honestly I gotta tell you I don't know what the payment plan is I don't know how many minutes you get and she goes well should I get this one and she goes Kevin great customer service he's like ma'am if you would just like to swing by in five minutes I will personally help you if we don't have our cell phone representative in yet she goes Okay, young man, I'll be back in just a second. And so I, I'm done with this bitch. I kick her out of the way. I say, yo, Kev, just FaceTime you. You got some of those switches, dog. He goes, actually, I just sold another one. My heart drops a little bit. He goes, but I got two left. I go, whew. All right, ring me up, buddy. He goes, this is so cool that you're getting one. I'm so happy for you. I'm like, Kevin. You, I, in about three months' time, I'm going to be hosting a uh, very below-average podcast. I would love for you to be a guest sometime. I say, also, I'm going to need Zelda. He goes, okay, I'll go grab it for you. So he's ringing me up. The money, I won't even talk about it, wasn't an issue. I got stacks. Yep. Uh, and then a firewoman walks up. <laughs> and this is where Kevin really made the day for me. He looks over at <laughs> At this firewoman in in uniform, who is has a phone charger in her hand, he goes, "You here for the switch?" <laughs> and she just looking absolutely disgusted with how long my pay or my payment process is taking. She goes, "No," <laughs> and Kevin goes, "All right." <laughs> so I get it bagged up. I said, "Kevin, you have a wonderful day. I'll catch you on the flip side." And I walked out. And you're not going to believe me, but I listened to the, the music playing over the speakers, and it went a little something like, This is going to be the best day of my life. Got home uh, over the next month, played about 10% of Zelda. It was way too hard of a fucking game, couldn't beat it, and I haven't played it since. Sweet. What a story, man. So that's our Nintendo Switch story. God. Thank you for asking, Kirsty. Uh, wish we could have made it a little bit longer for you, but that's all we've got. I know. I'm sorry we had to simplify it. So that leads us to the end of the episode. It also concludes a, a 
well, honestly, probably a least favorite segment from the the listeners. Learn a little something about Ronnie yeah. and Chad. We probably will never do this segment again. After if you're the still listening right now, we commend you for your bravery. Just a couple more things we wanted to mention. Thanks to all the new emails. You guys have been coming in strong. The podcast chronicles at gmail.com. We'd just like to say hi, meet a new friend. And then speaking of friends, Kevin, he emailed us, mentioned about starting a Discord for the Podcast yep. Chronicle family. Uh, let us know in the emails or wherever, Twitter, if that's something that you would be interested in participating in. I have seen some other people start start up some Discord servers and... Yeah, I think that's something we could possibly do in the future. Yeah, we don't, we're not technically savvy, but uh, that'd be cool if we didn't get to just talk to all the audience members, but you guys got to kind of talk with each other. And then, thanks to all the new followers on Twitter, you could follow us at Podcast Chronic if you don't remember it. There's a link in the des- description. And thanks to all the review on Apple Podcasts. You guys have just yeah. been. We got so much love coming our way, we don't know what to do with it. Yeah, it's unbelievable. And I wanted to mention this guy right here. He's from Quebec, Canada. He talked about how he's listened to all of our podcasts on Spotify. You know, he's all caught up. And he goes, by the way, I'm from Quebec, and I dare you to try to say my name correctly. Wait, you couldn't even say Quebec correct, so I'm worried. Well, we're about to find out. So, yeah, it's spelt A-N-T-O-I-N-E. What you got for me? Antone, and then it's M-A-C-H-A-B-E-E. Okay. Maccabee. Boom. All right. I'm going one of two things. I'm taking two guesses. That's cheating. I know you can take my first guess if you want. I'm going Antoine Maccabee, or I like this one a little bit more, and I think this might be what it is. Antoine Maccabee. Ooh, I like that one a lot. There's also the, you know, one of the things that could be Antoine. Mm-hmm. But honestly, I'm not calling him his name at all because for some reason, and I like this about this guy, he put in quotes that his nickname is the Funk Master Flex. So, yeah. which makes me think that it's Machabee. If when he says that, it's almost yeah. Doesn't that sound funkier, Machabee? Sure. Okay. Uh, but no, we've had a bunch of new emailers. Sorry, we. We took so long on that Nintendo Switch story. We can't shout you all out here. But just know we appreciate you guys, and we hope to hear from more of you. Hit us up on YouTube, baby. Subscribe, and we will talk to you next week. We absolutely adore you. You are all so timeless. Peace. Peace.